Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Los Marcos Podcast. My name is Varro, and I'm here with Kels tonight. What's up, Kels? Uh, nothing much, man. Just here, chilling, uh, having a nice, good night of podcasting with you, you know, just ready to talk or some wrestling. Some wrestling? How, how are you? I'm alright, a little tired, but you know, I'm always up. I'm always up for some wrestling talk. Unfortunately, this week we have to start on a sad note. Today, Harley Race passed away from uh, complications due to lung cancer. R.I.P. Harley Race. Harley Race was a uh, stable of wrestling during the 70s and 80s. I'm not too familiar with him because obviously we're not old enough. But um, he was a he was a legend, and the way people talk about him, you know, he's a he's a really good guy and could go in the fucking ring. Yeah, he's a. Uh... We we obviously know who he is because you hear his name, yeah. but obviously watching his matches, like we weren't alive or even born with NWA and AWA um, when he was out. But uh, Harley Race did work for NWA, AWA, WWF, which is not WWE, WCW, WWA, NWA, and he was the first NWA United States heavyweight champion and he's one of the six men to have been inducted into each of the wwe hall of fame so that's pretty much all the wrestling associations i mentioned he's in all their hall of fame so the guy's a legend and he is also one of the people that got spit on by randy Orton during his legend killer gimmick so (laughs) this guy was feuded with hogan he feuded with hacksaw jim duggan Pretty much, he was at wrestlemania he was at wrestlemania three which is isn't which which is the worst that's the worst uh, wrestlemania right is that the two stadium mania? I think WrestleMania. Yeah, it is WrestleMania yeah, three. Yeah, that's the Crash Mania. Yeah. Let me see. Is that that's the one, right? Yeah, I think so. They did a one. I for, I forget the stadiums they used, but there were two two locations, and they would jump back and forth, kind of like that shit show Raw they did recently with the one in Hammerstein and then one in Barclays. Yeah, it's one of the ma- it's the match with Andre and Hogan, but apparently Meltzer gave that match a negative rating. <laughs> Hogan and Andre, he gave it a negative rating? <laughs> negative rating, yeah. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess if you're going to get technical, like, wrestling-wise, the match is trash, but it's it's a big moment. It's like a freaking WrestleMania moment. Everybody talks about it. it okay, the Hogan-Andre match has a negative four rating from outside. Jesus Christ. And in the worst work match of the year, but WrestleMania 3 did have Savage Steamboat, which was good. Oh, right, it did have that one. Classic. And the other thing is that apparently Vince um, inflated the seat sales and the numbers, saying that apparently they sold 93,000 tickets, um, but that was not the case because the attendance figure was actually 78,000. So shout out to Harley Race for being part of one of the most interesting WrestleManias, and it's always sad when we lose a legend. Yep, RIP Harley Race. All right, let's move on to wrestling this week. I, I told you offline, Kells, this was a rough week for me to try to watch wrestling. I just couldn't do it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently Raw and SmackDown were really good. Like, I read some stuff and people were happy. So I checked out some of, some of the things, you know. And, you know, takeaways from Raw to me. Were the Brock Lesnar attacks on Seth Rollins. I think they did. They finally used Seth, Brock Lesnar right. Because if you're going to have Brock Lesnar on TV, just have him fucking people up. Killing people. He um, F5 Rollins onto a steel chair, standing up. 
so that the chair goes like into his ribs and his guts. And then uh, you had Rollins spitting out blood. Obviously, he's a blood capsule, but uh, we got color. And then he did it again in the ambulance. He pulls him out of the ambulance and F5s him onto the stretcher. And the stretcher was sideways, so that's like a legit bump. You can't, you can't fake that shit. So that had that had to hurt. But um, I think finally, you know, they used Brock Lesnar right. I know you, me, Ask always, you know, complain that Brock Lesnar, if used right, is good. But um, they finally used him right. Yeah, yeah. It took them long enough to, <laughs> you know, figure this out where they should be treating Brock like the way he's supposed to be treated. Raw, for me, it was kind of like the same old stuff, but they kind of like, you know, just like did it differently. I don't know how to explain it. There was certain, Because we're kind of getting the same matches being set up for SummerSlam or the same matches that we've seen a bunch of times already. I did like the Lesnar-Rollins thing. It was very, like, brutal, and it was definitely, like you said, the way Brock needs to be used. But for me, I like the. For me, the my favorite part of Raw was the Gauntlet match, because it had Andrade in it. And yeah. whenever Andrade is on TV, I get very happy. And shout out to Andrade for cutting a promo in English the other day about the Gauntlet match, which was pretty good. When I defeat Ricochet to face AJ Styles, which is you know pretty pretty <laughs> decent. He's doing a pretty good job. So that for me, the Gauntlet match was the best. Uh, segment of Raw. The Natalia stuff was okay. Oh, we got a title change for the tag team titles, which is good. Oh, yeah, the Good Brothers. And, and, see, but this is my thing, though, right? This is the thing. Aren't they... Why would they be called the Good Brothers? Aren't they the OC? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They don't... <laughs> it's WWE, <laughs> man. They don't consider these things. But do you, do you get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yeah. They're heels now. They, sh- they shouldn't be the Good Brothers. Unless it's meant to be ironic. And then, you know... But that's giving WWE too much credit, I think. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know, you, you, they call them the Good Brothers. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I like, I like the title change though. It makes you know the OC a little more credible. They got the tag titles. They got the US title. I still don't like the name the OC, but it is what it is, right? We're not gonna get a Bullet Club. It's, no, we're not. It's, but it's better I... than it's better than their first Bullet Club uh, reboot that they tried. Because they've done this better. a bunch of times, right? Yeah, this is like the third time, I feel like. Third or fourth. But I think this is the one that's working the best. Especially because they gave them the titles. Before, they would kind of be these heels that were doing shit, but never winning the titles. So now, you know, you got AJ, you got the US title, and the Good Brothers have the tag titles. But about that gauntlet match, what I don't like is... A couple months ago, they told us that the rematch automatic title rematch clause is gone. So instead of that, I guess now they just do gauntlet matches and they have the old champion win all the freaking time. Because remember, Seth Rollins won the gauntlet match to get a rematch against Brock Lesnar. And now Ricochet, you know, he lost the title and he wins a gauntlet match to get a rematch. It's like, might as well just give me a freaking, give the rematch clause back. Because, you know, we were hype on Dryden's in the match, but we both knew he's not going to win. Yeah, because right. Ricochet now is like kind of one of those guys when you watch it. It's kind of weird because we were talking about it last month how, you know, get, get him off the mic and, you know, he's such, he's this and he's not that good. And now you see him now and WWE is like pushing him. Like when he's on TV and he's in a match, I expect him to win. Yeah. I mean, in the ring, he's great. But like we said, his mic work is not 
It's not there yet. Yeah, he's got the look, though. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And, you know, they're just going to keep rocket strapping him, so... I guess we got to get used to it. But, um, also, in that gauntlet match, they kind of renewed um, Andrade and the Rey Mysterio's rivalry that they had going on, the feud. Because Andrade rips off uh, Rey's mask. Yes. And I'm still waiting for that mask versus hair match. And I'm, Whoa. you know, the match that you booked yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fantasy booked it and, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to speak it into existence, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, give us another freaking, give us Rey Mysterio on Friday on the pre-show at SummerSlam. You give him, like, 20 minutes to work, they'll freaking steal the show. I'm tired of seeing Andrade on the pre-show. But some res- there's nothing some respect there on yet. his name. Yeah, there's put, nothing there, though. Put some respect on his name. That's a former NXT champion, all right? Put some yeah. respect on his name. A, a signing that we're going to talk about <laughs> later is going to, you know, I'm going to bring back Andrade's name because I have hope. A little bit of hope more. Now more hope than ever for a LWO reboot. It's coming. No, we're gonna, we're no. Gonna get, we're going to get a Latino stable or a Latino faction, whatever you want to call it. It's coming. But we don't need a, 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 Latino, a LWO. they got to make some new shit, you know? Yeah, whatever. but I'm saying, like, LWO and Chase, I guess. But give me a, or... a, a Latino stable or something, or a tag team, something. A legit one, because no one takes the Lucha House Party seriously. They're a kind of comedic act. Yeah. Or we could get, you know, um, Los Ingonerables de América. Oh. But. Yeah, nothing go but a marvelous. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool too. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And what do you think of the the closing segment for Raw? I thought it was you, the Samoan the, the, Samoan, the, the Samoan summit. summit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pointless. There's like no re- there was no reasoning behind it. It was very pointless, but I did like that they had the. Uh, they, uh, for me, when I was watching, I was like, "This is chaos. This is this is entertaining," but it was missing that music. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like to me. I just felt like they were just like, "All right, everybody, just go out there, beat each other up, and then you know the faces come out on top." It was just a regular faces come up. But the thing is, the thing is with me is that at first you watch it and you're like, "Okay, I guess whatever they're fighting, they might have a beef, and it's gonna be like a three team beef." But then on SmackDown, you see what happened with Roman. Yeah. You're like, okay, what the fuck was the point of the Raw thing if something's happening to him now on SmackDown? Is he getting double booked? Yeah, it was because weird. Because what? I, I isn't it? Because, like, are we still double booking people? Because isn't the SmackDown and Raw on Fox coming in October? It's, like, soon. Yeah, they got to start separating these rosters. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, the, the, it just, it was, like you said, it was cool. You know, the Alexander, uh, Cedric Alexander spot was cool. But... There was no reasoning to it, and then the next day they kind of just ignored it with Reigns. They they just booked him into a separate, completely separate angle. And it, to me, it kind of felt like they were trying to recreate like one of the greatest um, SmackDown endings ever. I think you know what I'm talking about when them um, everybody just all the top like the top card guys came out and they all hit their finishes on each other. It was like Angle, oh, over and over, Rock, yeah. Triple H, Undertaker, Kane, Stone Cold. And like that was that's like one of the greatest SmackDown endings ever. And if you like every time every time it comes up on Twitter and like people tweet it, I have to watch it. It's like the greatest SmackDown ending ever. And I feel like that's something they tried to recreate on Raw, but they they tried to recreate it just to recreate it because they there was nothing nothing came out of it. It was just chaos. Unless they do something on Monday to recreate it, but they just, like you said, they just double-booked Reigns then for no reason. Yeah, pretty much. All right. 
that's it for Raw. I don't think there was anything else of importance. Well, mm, well we, we could talk about Becky, how she wrestled twice. But I think the important thing was uh, her comments uh, this past week about WWE and how they kind of like pretty much ham-fisted and forced her and Seth's relationship into the storyline and made it about the storyline rather than making it about the matches. And she, like, wasn't happy about that. But I think my argument would be, like, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, they... She said that she wasn't... That's not what they told her they were going to do, right? And then they kind of just made it about their relationship. And I've been saying it the whole time. We've been saying it that we don't care about their relationship like it's fine that they're going out or whatever but there's no reason to bring it into into kayfabe yeah so. i don't i don't see the point of that i think it was just it's, it's like it's like what do you think is gonna happen they have they're gonna push everything they can't even let moments like sit oh my god oh my god you know it's like of course they're gonna make you the man's man <laughs> that was so bad like of course they're gonna you know do what they do because that's what WWE does. They want to force a point and they're going to keep over and over. It was like, just just keep reminding us over and over and over that they're together. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to have Becky Lynch come out and try to save Rollins from Lesnar and she gets like a F5 or a German suplex, I, I don't want to see it. Because the crowd popped, remember, when Baron Corbin gave her the end of days. They wanted, her, they wanted him to do it again. So there's something there, oh, but the well, way they're using it is not is not right. My thing is... um that my question is would WWE go full tilt into like that whole like intergender thing which I doubt they'll probably make it that like one of them gets attacked or like Becky gets attacked and then um Seth Rollins is like coming to save her or something like that yeah or or like an off camera attack I guess just find Becky laying around and then somebody takes credit for it stuff like that but even then that would be cool cause you know it's not all about Becky and Rollins' relationship it's, it's a it's a better angle, but yeah, she's not happy about how they how they portrayed their relationship on on screen. But if you do, you remember when Rollins did that whole interview about um, where he come where he said that uh, Moxley just took his ball and went home. When they asked him about it, yeah. he's like, "Oh yeah, we had no problem with it. Like we were happy to do it. We were happy to put our relationship on screen." So I don't know. I guess uh, more and more, I feel like Seth Rollins just a company like. Their toy, and he does whatever they want him to do, or say whatever they want him to say. Yeah, Ron's is gonna do whatever they tell him. He's a punk. <laughs> I remember he dated a Nazi. I'm gonna just keep bringing that up every time. <laughs> uh, forget. I was forgetting. Then you remind me. <laughs> All right, let's go on. Let's move on to SmackDown. SmackDown was a little better. Um, we got. Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus match at SummerSlam. But Kells, they did what they always do, and you called them out on it. They sprinkled in the magic word in their promo and made it automatically a fire promo. Oh, yeah, threw the bitch in. Yep, they threw a bitch in there. And, and... the marks went, oh, <laughs> like they always fucking do, man. <laughs> Oh, oh man. I was yo, I was waiting for it too. Um, I, I was watching the clip on TV with my brother, and I'm watching the promo go down. I'm like, she's gonna say bitch. She's gonna say bitch. And then, bitch. I'm like, ah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't know why they keep doing it. 
But what do you what do you think of Charlotte Flair versus Trish Threat at that SummerSlam? Surprisingly, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, I am into it. Um, I'm well, not bothered by it because as long as it keeps Miss Charlotte away from the title picture, then I'm very happy. Yeah, I, I think I think it'll be a good match. I think from uh, what we saw at Evolution, Trish Stratus can still go. Uh, there were a couple of botches in that match, but I remember a couple of them were Alicia Fox's fault, which is no surprise. But um, Charlotte Flair can carry Trish Stratus and, you know, whatever Trish Stratus has left in the tank, I'm pretty sure they can put on a good match. And it's going to be I'm in just, Toronto, so you know the crowd's going to be pumped for it. I'm just, you know, very worried about her health. I hope she doesn't get hurt. That's all. I don't I don't think so unless, like, her movesets, unless she does, what, the the moonsault? Yeah. She, she, she has a moonsault in her, in her arsenal, right? I mean, that's, like, the one move I think that that would hurt her. Besides that, I don't see Charlotte Flair letting, you know, hurting her. Um, um, Charlotte Flair is pretty safe in the ring. I can't think of her injuring anybody in the past. She's not She's not Nia Jax who just, you know, drops people on their head or fucking this injures, breaks their fucking shoulders. Oh, no, she's a murderer. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in. I'm all, I'm, I'm in on the Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. And then we had Ziggler beat Balor after Bray Wyatt distracted him. And we have Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam, which I don't care about. Wait, what? I don't care. What? You don't care about The Fiend? No, because <laughs> you know he's going to win, and then Balor's just going to disappear and come back for the OC. Yeah, but you're a mark. That You're 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 a smart, so you know he's going to win because you read dirt sheets. But for the kids, you know, it works. Listen, I'm a Bray Wyatt guy. I love Bray Wyatt, so I'm, I'm excited for this match. It's going to be a good match. It's Balor's last match before he goes on vacation or whatever. So is it is it gonna be a good match? I think it's gonna be a very good match because Bray's in shape and Balor is good. The demon's not coming out, which is good, but they were gonna be fine. Yeah, Bray Bray Wyatt. All right, I'm gonna wipe the slate clean with Bray Wyatt, and I'm gonna forget everything I think about him in ring wise, and SummerSlam is his chance to win me over. You give him a chance? Okay, that's good. All I right. am. Uh, right now, I just decided, <laughs> SummerSlam, I'm going in with a clean slate. I'm going to erase from my mind everything that I think about his ring work. And Sunday, that Sunday night, is he's going to have to convince me that he can go in the ring. He's in shape now. You know, he has no excuses. <laughs> Balor's good. And, you know, if they book the, if they book the match right, it, it can possibly be a good match. All right, I'm in. You know what I'm not in on? I'm not in on the Ziggler rumors that we're going to talk about later, but I'll save I'll save that for later. Okay. And then the we Kingston and Styles had a good match on SmackDown, but I think we can jump ahead to the worst part of SmackDown, the most stupidest segment I think they've done in a freaking while. Roman Reigns <laughs> <laughs> was going to declare his SummerSlam opponent or something like that, right? That That's what he was supposed to do. He was walking to the interview backstage. And then it took like 20 minutes for this scaffolding to fall, fall on him. But it fell on him. He could have got out the way. It, 
it legit took like 20 minutes for it to fall. And he just stood there waiting, like, waiting for it to fall on him. And then it doesn't even fall on him, because it lands <laughs> on like, um, it's like a storage box. So like, Reigns like pretends like he got knocked out and it's like not even on top of him. And that's how SmackDown ends. He like walks away all like dizzy, <laughs> like he's hurt, or whatever. He he denied medical attention. Meanwhile, that thing never even hit him. Nothing hit what him. Is this? He's okay, huh? Was the speakers that fell off? The way it looked and the way it was cut it looked like a claymation thing because it was like oh yeah, it looked like he it, it yo it took so long for that thing to fall on him, and then the reporter's like oh my god Roman watch out. And then it took like five minutes for it to fall. Like Roman could have just quickly took a sidestep, and you know it would have missed him. But no. And then on yo on their Instagram they put like a HD like in Roman's face picture of like the scaffold on top of him, and they're like, "Who could have done this?" I'm like, "What?" Just randomly, a photographer was there, and instead of helping him, he decided to snap a picture in HD for Instagram. This is WWE. Come on, guys. This is WWE's Instagram? Yeah, on their Instagram page. They had a picture of Roman Reigns under the scaffold, like, zoomed in on his face. And it's like, who could have done this to him? I was like, what? Oh, I see it. He's got the hands Yeah, on you this. see it, right? It's like, <laughs> so instead of helping the man, you're just going to take a picture? Like, where's the logic? Like, give me, like, a shitty blurred picture, you know? That would be attention to detail, you know? Oh, like they, helped, they, 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 they took a picture, but at the same time, they were rushing to help him, you know? That's attention to detail. Instead, you did, like, a whole <laughs> photo shoot. So, <laughs> it's bad. It, it was so bad. But, um, I know Marks were getting excited because, um, they thought it was going to be Buddy Murphy because, um, they, yeah. caught, they caught his back, like, at the end of the SmackDown segment. But then if you watch it on YouTube... They cut. They completely cut that part out. So I'm guessing it was just like an accident that they caught him in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So there goes that. In the, in the comments of that IG says, "How hit Roman? <laughs> How hit Roman? <laughs> it was bad, man. That that like that setup. Like, come on. Like, should we talk about who to rumored to be? Yeah. Right." We can talk and about a, it. I guess we can talk about it. In a, well, Meltzer says that it's probably Daniel Bryan. So yeah, which isn't bad because they'll have a good match. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they had Meltzer, a match before yeah. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, which I remember was like one of those matches where I was like, you know what, Roman Reigns can go in the ring. Like it oh was, well, yeah, they did. that was the title match, right? Yeah, it was like a string of matches that Roman's yeah, had yeah, yeah. where where like everybody that hated on him kind of had to be like. Well, he can go in the ring, I, I, but I still don't like him. He had like he had matches with Styles, I think, a couple of matches with Styles, then Daniel Bryan, even the match with Cena, he could go. But uh, I think you know if it's Daniel Bryan, whatever, we're gonna get a good match, and I guess that's what matters, right? That's all that matters. Even if how we got there was complete trash. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on. I think that's it for SmackDown. And then we can talk some uh, NXT. Kells, I did not watch NXT, but um, you could tell me. You could tell me about it. Oh, you don't really have. To, it's only an hour. If you're gonna watch Raw and SmackDown, you might as well just watch NXT. It's only an hour. I think that's what I'm gonna um, do from now on. Just watch NXT. Um, my my uh, my esteemed, you know me, I'm a stand. My boy Pete Dunn was on the match. Was on TV with Roderick Strong. Um, 
and let's just say they had an amazing match. Roderick is doing amazing work recently on NXT. And please, if you haven't seen it, please go watch the match because it was really good. But um, Tyler, obviously, who cut his hair, um, has been on NXT for the past couple weeks. Um, there was a user on Reddit who noted that apparently Tyler has lost all of his residencies because I um, remember when he would come into the ring, he would say, from his from his uh, personal residence or his temporary residence, and he would, like, mention these different cities. Now they only mention Florida, so Prince Pretty, I guess, kind of sold some property. But uh, Prince Pretty was attacked by the Forgotten Sons, and then Fandango came out and saved the day. So, oh, so they're going to be a tag team on NXT? They're going to be a tag team on NXT. Fandango came out with jeans and a leather jacket with a tank top. And he fucking went in there and cleared out the Forgotten Sons. Not in like a cheesy way because, you know, the Forgotten Sons are huge. Yeah. So, so one of them like ran at him and then he like pulled the rope down. They fell over. Then the other one tried to like attack him and he moved out the way and then kicked him in the neck or something like that. And then the other one, he just like moved and threw him out so breeze and fandango will be on nxt going forward as a tag team and it's nice to see pete dunn because he hasn't been wrestling for a while so you know please watch that match i think i think i read that he's gonna be part of nxt for a while now right like they're gonna pull him out of nxt uk and just use him here yes oh that's good that that makes me want to watch nxt and then you said fandango came out in a leather jacket, a tank top, and jeans. Yeah. So they basically gave him Dean Ambrose's wardrobe. I guess, but yeah. it's like you know, it's Fandango. Yeah. It was it was like tight clothes. It wasn't like dirty. Yeah. It looked yeah. like it looked like Fandango just like maybe came from the club. It was like, yo, my friend's getting beat up, so I gotta go help him out. That's wrestling logic. These friendships that make sense, unlike. Cedric Alexander, Roman Reigns, I still don't know why they're friends, but apparently they come out to help each other. <laughs> it's very random. And then I also read Ayo Shirai was wearing leather pants and looked very nice. Oh, yeah, she's NXT. got... She, yeah, she changed her gimmick. She's just dressed in all black and she's evil now, so it's good. She's like gothic, gothic Asian? Not really gothic, just, you know, she's she's bad now, so she wears black. <laughs> Alright, guys, check out NXT. It's probably WWE's best product at the moment. Takeovers, probably. Are, takeovers are always fire, and then I always say I'm going to watch NXT That's more, it. and I don't. But uh, check out NXT. Alright, let's move on to SummerSlam and potential SummerSlam matches that are coming up or are rumored. We'll start off with one that I feel very passionate about <laughs> not passionate uh, I'm just mad reading it so Dolph Ziggler is rumored to be versing Goldberg at SummerSlam and now you know Dolph Ziggler dropping Goldberg's name in every promo that he's cut since he came back yep. makes sense and I don't I'm, I'm surprised because I didn't catch that but now that they do mention it I'm mad because Goldberg is going to squash Ziggler but if WWE was smart, they would let Ziggler win, and they would let Ziggler win in like three minutes, because you know, then he could cut promos about how trash Goldberg is, 
and how he beat him in three minutes. So I, I already have like the match booked in my head, Kills. So it starts off whatever, you know, they make their entrances. And then, you know, Ziggler's an athletic guy, right? Yeah. So Goldberg's going to go in for the spear, right? So he just jumps over that shit. Let Goldberg <laughs> spear the turnbuckle, right? Make sure he doesn't knock himself out like he did at a uh, at Money in the Sand. You know that's important. Don't don't knock okay. yourself out again, Goldberg. And then he hits him with the zigzag. And then Goldberg, you know, gets up all wobbly. Then he hits him with a sweet chin music, the super kick. You know he has to count down too. Do the countdown. And then pin Goldberg and run out of the ring. That's the perfect way to give Ziggler all his credi- all credibility back. Because right now, you cannot take him serious. You see Ziggler come out for a match, and you know he's going to lose. I'm surprised he beat freaking Finn Balor, and that was only because Bray Wyatt came out. This is the only way <laughs> to give Ziggler some credibility, but they're not going to do it. Goldberg is going to squash him. And then what is Ziggler going to do? What is he going to cut promos about? How he's more trash than the guy he called trash? This is the only way to fix Ziggler. So you think that Ziggler is going to lose? Obviously, we both feel like he's going to lose. Yeah, and not even not lose. Win. I think he's going to get squashed. Oh yeah, because Goldberg yeah, yeah. can't have a, well, ma- Ke- a match that lasts more than five minutes. Uh, if Goldberg squashed Kevin Owens for the yeah. title, what do you think that fucking Dolph is above squashing? Exactly. Please. But that's he the only destroyed. way. That's the only way to. Fix Dolph Ziggler because they've broken his character so much that nobody gives a shit about him. At one point, he was one of the most over guys on the roster. When he cashed in his money in the bank briefcase, the fucking roof came off the stadium. The arena is like, they gotta fix Dolph Ziggler. That's how you do it. I don't know if Goldberg will fucking take the job out to Ziggler, but they gotta do it. They have to. Well, I don't think they're going to do it. Goldberg's going to win. So don't even go there. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Or give me Shawn Michaels. Come out no, and fucking no, sweet chin no, music no, Goldberg. No, 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 Pear no, no, Ziggler. no. Pear Ziggler no, and Michaels. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. I don't want any of that. <laughs> Why not? I don't want, I'm good. I don't want to see no legends anymore. <laughs> but that's the thing. He has to squash this legend. They have to... You know, this is how you get rid of them. No, just just retire. They don't get rid of him. They just keep coming back. Look at Undertaker. He's been fucking retiring for how many years already? <laughs> he's not. He's no. He's not set for a SummerSlam match. Uh, I'm uh shit. I'd be surprised if he, he wasn't. Right? There's nothing rumored yet, but I no. don't know. We'll see. All right. Next rumored match: Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. We already talked about it. We think it'll be a good match if it happens, but. I have, I'm you know, still holding out hope maybe that they saw the internet buzz when Marks caught a uh, Buddy Murphy walking in the background. You know, maybe they'll call the audible. I think it's and, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, maybe they'll call the audible and make it Buddy Murphy. You know, Buddy Roman Reigns can make Buddy Murphy. I mean, because Buddy Murphy can fucking go, and then you throw him in there with Roman oh, Reigns he's really good. with a top guy. You know, that'll make him. You know, he he hasn't been used in Mad Long. He's like Shane's uh, lackey at times. So it'd be something new. I'm holding out hope, but I won't be mad at a Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns match. 
<laughs> All right, let's, next rumored match, the women's tag team titles. The Iconics are supposed to defend against uh, Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Bliss and Cross, Nikki Cross, who still don't have a tag team name, I think. And then the Kabuki Warriors, a.k.a. Asuka and, uh, who is it, Ayo Shirai? No. Yeah. Kairi Sane, Kairi Sane. No, it's Kairi Sane. Kairi Sane, Are we yeah. sure that they're going to show up? Who, the Kabuki Warriors or the Iconics? No, the fucking Iconics, man. Yeah. Which thing will show up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they have to show up. Oh. They're going to get stripped, oh, stripped of the titles. Oh, if we get counted out, we'll win. Ha ha. Logic. Logic. <laughs> I, I'm so over them. They suck. I was hyped when they won the they titles, remember? But now it's just like we're making the titles irrelevant. They're pointless. Oh, no. You were, you were super excited. I yeah. Because they can go in the ring. The way they're booked. Like as these super chicken shit heels. They're not even chicken shit heels. They're just they're not they're nothing. Cause at least chicken shit heels will wrestle and then like find a way to win. They'll cheat to win. They just they they don't even want to fight. They have a stomach. Nope. They have stomach aches. That's how they get out of matches. It, it's so bad. Yo, that's you know you can't really play around with stomach aches though, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you gotta go, you gotta go, my guy. You know, stomach yeah. stomach aches. You you don't want to pull a CM Punk and shit no, yourself you in the ring. No, you don't <laughs> want to shit yourself in the ring. <laughs> um, who who would you want to win if that Kabuki. match happens? Kabuki. Yeah, yeah. I, I would actually want Mandy and Sonya. Of course, because you you love Mandy Rose. Oh yeah, but I'm a you know the Mandy Donuts, Fire and Desire. I'm all in. What are you what are you buying some of her fit her fitness yeah. gear too? Nah, 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 chill. <laughs> Do you have her app with all the workouts? No, I don't have her app. <laughs> Thought about it. I was like, Mwah. but I'm I'm not getting back uh, in shape any anytime soon, so it's all right. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, you and Oscar is gonna be off fat. <laughs> we'll go to Chicago. I'm not taking any pictures with you guys. <laughs> hey, I, I'm alone. good at Photoshop, bro. I could slim us down. Oh yeah, for, uh, no, you can slim you two down. <laughs> no, need to, no need to slim me down. <laughs> All right, next rumored cruiserweight title match is Drew Gulak versus Only Lorkin. Uh, it'll probably be a like pre-show Oni. match, but yeah, I like I like Only Lorkin too. That's pretty. That was yeah. That I think that, that might, there's really not much you could say about the match. Just a regular match, but I'm interested in this match. Whether it's gonna be a squash or not, and now um, I, I don't I don't know if, it, if it's gonna be a squash. Or if it's gonna be like an athletic show, but I'm excited for McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. That's gonna be, if that happens. This is all tentative. Just just remember, everybody, it's tentative. Yeah, it's a rumor. These are rumored matches, not set in stone. And I think the card is pretty stacked already. So I don't know if all these matches would fit. But um, their match on Raw was good when Cedric Alexander beat McIntyre. It was good. So I don't I don't see it being a squash match. But if Alexander wins again, then. You know, you got to think where is where is Drew McIntyre's career going, and then Cedric Alexander's going to get pushed more. Well, Drew was supposed to be the guy because Undertaker specifically asked for him. Oh yeah, they were supposed to. It was rumored, right, that they were going to be that. at SummerSlam. Yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Well, but that you know, tells you even more. You you know, McIntyre's kind of you know since he got 
called up from NXT. He got put at the top and then never... He never got that last, last push that he needed. And now, look where he is. In pointless segments on Raw. And now, he's not even in any title picture. But I think his biggest problem was the fact that he just... He's not. He's okay on the mic. He's not good. He needed a manager. Yeah, I can see he him needed a manager. He didn't yeah. have. I don't know. I I I don't know what they think of McIntyre and like I don't know what his ceiling is, but for now, you know, we don't think. I don't think he's anywhere close to being top card. Maybe they'll throw him into the title, U.S. title or Intercontinental title picture somehow. But right now, he's kind of just stuck. He's in, you know nowhere. Well, his ceiling is probably like the United States title. Yeah, and at one point. I I vouch, you know, for him to be the WWE or Universal Champion, but now I I don't see it happening anymore, or not anytime soon. Poor Drew, gain all that weight for nothing. <laughs> Got jacked for nothing. <laughs> Just right, a waste of time. And then we got Natalia versus Becky, which is set in stone. That match is going to happen, but. It, Remains to be seen if it's going to be a stipulation match, right? Yeah, we don't know the stipulation. Natalia asked Becky for a submission match. Yes. But uh, then she, like, took it back, right? Because she said Becky wasn't going to accept anyways or something like that. Yeah, but that's just a tactic. So Becky could be like, I'll beat you in the ring at whatever. And then she has, like, the (laughs) fake... She does the McGregor talk where she, like, pauses all the time. Because I'm I'm the man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, last week... Last week, that bumpo came out to the ring and said stuff about me. I'm Becky Lynch. I'm the man. <laughs> she called the uh, she called the uh, Fit Finley out on Twitter. Well, uh, Fit Finley was, was training. Yeah, <laughs> you she, know she called she called him a uh, was it a country trader or something like that. That was funny. Yeah, she called him a Benedict Arnold. This yeah, <laughs> traitors to this country. <laughs> That's funny. Sit down, Becky. <laughs> Leave Fit Finley alone. Fit Finley's also the reason why you fucking got the title in the first place. Remember? Oh, yeah. He let her go into the Royal Rumble. Is this long-term booking? <laughs> All right. Next and final match that is also set in stone. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. We've talked about it on past episodes. And, um, you know, we'll wait for next week to make predictions because Oscar will be back. I think his time at area 51 has come to an end oscar will be back next episode so we'll we'll hold off on that because we know oscar loves himself some kofi kingston plot twist oscar said there's no aliens at area 51 or is oscar now an alien and you know just lying nah no aliens all right let's go to something that got me hyped today so kels i'm at work right i know we're gonna pod tonight so i go on reddit i open up square circle Start scrolling down, and then I see uh, WWE signed King Cuerno from Lucha Underground. And you know I'm a Lucha Underground mark. I vouched for their first two seasons because they were on Netflix for a short bit. And I fucking ran through every episode. But King Cuerno, King Cuerno can fucking go. He has the size. Him and Ricochet had great matches at Lucha Underground. Him and Phoenix... Him and Pentagon. This guy can have five-star matches with anybody. And he knows English. So that's the one thing that's kind of holding back Andrade on the, in WWE right now. 
So if King Cuerno comes into WWE knowing English, you know, he can go in the ring. I think there's a potential for a rocket strap there, a rocket strap situation there. I don't think there will be a rocket strap. But if you guys do want to watch King Cuerno, a.k.a. El Hijo de Fantasma, mm-hmm. which he is in AAA, um, go on YouTube. They have his match, which is one of my favorites, the King Cuernos versus Mid Muertes in a death match. Yes. And the Phoenix versus King Cuerno match also is really good as well. That so. was for the, um, I but, forget what their title, that title was called, but it was for one of the Lucha Underground titles, Fire Match. Yo, Cuerno can fucking go, man. The Cuerno versus Phoenix was for the Gift of the Gods. Yeah, that's what it was called. But that was a... He is actually really good. I like King Cuerno. Um, I like WWE um, signing Luchadors. Maybe this was probably one of the choices they made for... Because of, you know, they got AEW has the other Luchadors who are pretty good. But I wonder if King Cuerno is going to keep his mask or is he going to come out maskless? Because he does have a good look maskless. Have you seen him without his mask? Yeah, well, he, he lost his mask at uh, in AAA already. So right yeah. now he's wrestling without the mask. I, and I don't think Vince is a fan of the mask. No. So I, I, he's, he's going to come in without a mask. I'm surprised they didn't sign Drago either. Oh, Drago? I, I'm, I'm all right with Drago. <laughs> eh, I'm not. He, he, he doesn't have the size. I think he, he, he would just be underutilized and then they throw him into like the Lucha Underground part. Lucha Underground party thing. No, Dra- Drago is for Oscar. He's the Lucha Vanilla Midget. <laughs> Him and um, Aerostar had like really good matches on Lucha Underground. But then after that, they kind of didn't know what to do with them. So that would probably be the same thing in WWE. He's he's perfect for AAA and CMLL. Wait, speaking of AAA, isn't Triple Mania this week? Yeah. Kane yes. Velasquez is going to make a debut. Hype for oh. that. Right, he's gonna break his knees before he even starts the match. <laughs> nah, he got he got like a stone cold Steve Austin knee brace on there. But nah. Then, wait, let me just go back to King Cuerno. One more thing that the reason I, another reason I think he's gonna get pushed is because they're gonna, you know, SmackDown's going to Fox Sports. I mean to Fox, and Fox Deportes and the Mexican media they need Latin American uh, wrestlers to push. Remember, that's one of the reasons Andrade, supposedly, Andrade got called back to SmackDown after being drafted to Raw. Because Fox wanted him so they could have him on the, like, Fox Deportes shows and stuff like that. King Cuerno is already bilingual, so he's a potential, the potential for him to do all that stuff is there, too. Yeah, I think it would work. It, this is this is probably one of those moves. Because remember, we were speaking about how, like, the Fox Sports has been saying that they want to sign some people like apparently aj might be a smackdown person because of the country stuff yeah and that appeals to the country people yeah um also talking about fox and this wwe deal finn balor was on um the broadcast for the mls all-star game last night oh he was yeah like pre-show well like pre-game stuff he was on there and you know they were talking about wrestling with him which is pretty cool because you already see you know, the effect that this deal with Fox has there. And I expect it to continue as, you know, the year goes on. Probably like NFL, when they have NFL on Fox, they'll probably have wrestlers on there, stuff like that. So we already see the the fruits of that partnership, you know, coming. But then, Kels, you mentioned Triple Mania. Yeah, I think Triple Mania is on Sunday night and will probably be available on Twitch to watch for free. I'll watch it. Yeah. Shit. They got a couple, they got a couple good matches, um... 
like I like I said, Cain Velasquez, I think, is teaming up with Cody Rhodes. Not sure who they're versing, but apparently Cain Velasquez looks really good. He has like a crossbody cross body jump that he has ready locked and loaded, ready to go for Sunday night. He's chucking around three hundred pound pound wrestlers like it's nothing. Oh, is he? Yeah. From what I read and like people wrote about his trainings. He he he's supposed to be he's looking really good apparently. So I'm excited to see what he can do in, in the ring. I know UFC isn't for him anymore because, you know, the knee injuries, like you said, is too much. He can't recover. But, guys, if you want to watch something, Sunday night, Triple Mania, Triple A, Triple Mania. And Cain Velasquez will be making his in-ring debut. But there are videos of him at the Performance Center. At the PC, yeah. Yeah. Taking clotheslines, giving clotheslines. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch Cain Velasquez. And then, speaking of non-WWE promotions, Kells and JPW, the G1. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Your your field of expertise. Oh, fucking yeah. Give Give us the deets, man. So, like, last week we spoke about it. It said there was some good matches coming up. I urged all of you to wake up Saturday morning and watch Kenta versus Okada. You guys didn't watch it. I did. It was a great match. Um, Kenta looked amazing. Okada looked amazing. There was an amazing spot in the match where Kenta hit Okada with a knee. And then he picked him up to do the GTS. And Okada, in his ever knowledgeable self to get out of the GTS, did not shake or flip or throw himself off. He actually hugged Kenta and held him until Kenta couldn't hold him anymore so he had to drop down because he was tired and I thought that was genius wrestling on our part on their part um Okada is currently leading the block with 12 points in block A which means he is 3 and 0 Moxley is leading block B with 10 points um apparently Moxley uh, lost this past week to Toru Yano. And please go watch the match because it's actually hilarious. Uh, Moxley gets hit with a low blow. And after he gets hit with a low blow, Toru Yano then goes and ties Moxley to his young line, which is Shota. And him and Shota trip around and Moxley cannot get in the ring, so he lost by count out. Which is actually pretty funny. Um, the G1 has been amazing, but uh, apparently now the... Pretty much the two biggest winners so far of the tournament have been Toru Yano, who he's like known as a comedy act, but he actually can really wrestle. And in this tournament, he already has wins over Moxley, Naito, and Jay White, who are Jay White's a former IWGP champion, Naito is a junior, a former junior IWGP champion, and then Moxley is the current United States IWGP champion. So big wins against some of the best talent. And then also now there's been a lot of rumors talking about that that uh, NJPW might book uh, tomorrow Ishii to be in title contention. And if you guys don't know who tomorrow Ishii is, he is one of the best wrestlers in NJPW, one of the best veterans. But everybody's whole thing about him is his look, because he's not really a vanilla midget, but he's just like a short bald man, and they don't know if he's gonna if he's marketable overseas but people really like Tomihoro Ishii so please 
continue watching NJPW or start watching if you haven't. Like I said, Road to G1 runs till August, and we're going to get some cool, 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 cool matches coming up soon. Yo, your your boy Osprey is, what, mathematically eliminated already? Uh, I haven't looked at how many matches he has left, but Osprey's at the bottom right now. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I saw something about him. I think mathematically, basically mathematically eliminated, which is crazy because I think he's in... If you if you read like the marks and stuff, they he's up there for like wrestler of the year. He is, and then he some... kind of just tanks out of this tournament. Well, that's uh, New Japan does that on purpose. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't really mean anything if you lose the G one. They just do that to like set up more feuds because he's probably gonna come out this and feud with somebody else, and they're gonna see how that goes. And then he'll he'll go back to where he was. But the champion is in the tournament too, right? Okada, yes, the champion can win the tournament. And that's what I'm saying. Um, I thought maybe. Okada wins it and then he picks Osprey just because Osprey's had a great year. Maybe it'll work yeah, like but that. Absolutely. But if the champion wins, he can also instead of defending the title, he could defend the uh, what you would call it, the contract. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, guys, check out NJPW. Like Kel said, they have amazing matches. I have not had a chance to watch it. But Boo. I hear Moxley's having really good matches, so I'm probably going to go out of my way and watch all of his matches. Yeah, Moxley's been cooking. Yeah, did you see his uh, promo he caught on um, Kenny Omega this week? Yes. AEW? Yes, I did. It was good. Good promo. He said, this is not a video game. <laughs> I fucked with that line. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, what, 30, 30 days out from All Out? Yes, we are. Yes, sir. We will be in Chicago in 29, 29 days. Yes. I'm excited. I, I'm i going to try to lose like five pounds before we go, but no promises. <laughs> <laughs> no promises. A, a lot of people have birthdays this month that I know, so I got to go out and drink uh, and eat. Damn. You know how it is. But, uh, that's yeah. wax, son. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I think that's it for this episode of Los Marcos Wrestling Podcast. My name is Varro Kells. We are out. Peace.